Hey there, and this is the first episode of TorontoGameDevs.com podcast. Um, the it, it may sound like amateur hour because it's uh, our first podcast and we're kind of winning a lot of the stuff, including the, the exact recording software. Uh, my name's Steve, uh, sole person behind TorontoGameDevs.com. I do all the writing, blog stuff, website stuff, promotion, marketing, Twitter, everything. Uh, with me today is Brett. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm yeah, in, I should introduce I'm, myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm in sorry. Toronto. You're in Hamilton, so do you want to maybe give a little intro? Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Brett, the one and only. Uh, I usually don't use my last name because of things, but for the first episode, I will say my last name. Uh, it's Brett Beeser. You can follow me on Twitter or Facebook if you have to. Um, I run Game Dev Drinks out of Hamilton. Uh, it's a little event where we get local developers from the GHA or the GTA to uh, come down and have a little talk about whatever game they're making and uh, socialize with the Hamilton game dev community. Um, I also run my own company called Hard Circle. Uh, We're just a little indie studio making some, well, hopefully making a game for the Wii U. We'll see how it pans out. And I'm also a producer, well, production manager slash game designer at a studio called SHG, and we make mobile video games. So I'm very entrenched in the world of video games. Nice. I eat, I eat it, breathe it, and sleep it. Same. Um, actually, just a little, why don't we just talk a little bit about that background. I'll start. Um, I've been playing, I'm in my late 20s, been playing games since like NES days. I was like two years old. It's nice. kind of been primarily like a Nintendo person. I skipped Super Nintendo as a Sega kid, though. Uh, and then I went back to Nintendo for 64, Orkin of Time, best game ever. Uh, I am the best GoldenEye player in the world. I uh, <laughs> I'll probably, I'll probably beat you, so. Yeah? All right, well, yeah. we should, uh. We should do something. We should do something. Although I just, I just played it recently, maybe like three weeks ago or something like that, and, uh. We played on like a projector, and yeah. all Nintendo 64 games look completely awful <laughs> on the projector. <laughs> I know. Played, and the mechanics uh, are shit, too. It's so sludgy. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like 15 frames per second. Like, yeah. Conquer's bad for... Or, no, sorry. Um, Diddy Kong Racing was mm-hmm. just was horrendously awful on a projector. Like, you have to... Those games were meant to be played on, like, 14-inch televisions. and Yeah, when I play those games, I feel like I've, like, evolved as a human or something because, like, I can't believe we put up with that back then. Yeah, like, it's It was weird. Just, like, such the norm, and it was, like... Yeah that, yeah, that was so dope. Yeah, I'm, I never at any point when I played GoldenEye did I think that the game looked like complete ass. I thought it looked awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and it played awesome. Like, it was, everything about that game was awesome. Yeah. And, like, I would run home from college and just hang out, drink beers, and play the shit out of that game. And then it's like, now, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What was I thinking? But it was so dope back then. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, Orkin of Time, best game ever. Uh... And then after that, after the 64 days, pretty much I got the PS2, but then I was able to get a job. So I pretty much bought every single game that I get <laughs> nice. my hands on. Um, and now uh, a lot of my time is devoted to PS4 as well as games that come out of Toronto, really, because uh, of the site. Uh, I'm playing a lot of different games that I probably wouldn't have played six months ago um, just because I want to play the games that are developed inside Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, my story is pretty much the same as yours. Uh, I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, so I've been playing the games uh, at least since 82. So 
at least I have my fond memories of starting gaming when it was around 82. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played like uh, Intellivision, Coleco, Atari, all that jazz. Uh, grew up on the NES. Uh, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I was very lucky, uh, very fortunate. Like, uh, come from a, a very blue collar family, um, but my parents always made sure I had the latest video games and video game technology, and that's in- including computers too. Like, my parents were always like, "You have to have this. This is your world." Um, so I was very fortunate about that. Um, I worked at a video game store called Microplay in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I was playing so many games for free, and like I just consumed so much stuff. It was great. Um, then obviously, you know, work, bought all my own stuff after that, and uh, I've been playing games like 33 years now. Like mm-hmm. seriously, I've been playing them forever. Um, my main, what I'm playing nowadays is a lot of my own stuff because I make a lot of stuff, <laughs> and. Uh, I play a lot of Wii U. Uh, that's that's my main system, and I play Steam too, obviously, but uh, mostly Wii U stuff. I'm very I'm a champion of the Wii U. I love that system. I love the Wii U too. I wish it. Uh, I wish it has the audience that it deserves. Cause yeah, me too. It's I, a- it has an audience. Um, it's interesting because I'm in the conventions uh, showing off a tech demo for my my latest game. And, like, I'm telling people, like, we're trying to get this on the Wii U. And they're so excited for it. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, yes, we need this on the Wii U. And I'm like, good. So there's, like, a starving audience there for games, which is weird. It feels like there's stuff there for you to play. But they really want some indie stuff, which is nice. Yeah, it's really really all about, like, the Nintendo games will always be there, obviously. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. like, Splatoon came out and... uh, yeah, it, it, like I think like sixteen percent of Wii U owners technically own Splatoon, um, <laughs> and and over fifty percent own Mario Kart and stuff like that. But then, yeah, like you know, EA games are coming out there. Like third party games are coming out there. So it's all about like the indie games. Uh, yeah, and they're really. Do we like, really need thirty party on this the Wii U though? Like, do we need it? I don't think I personally I don't feel like we do. But I know there's other other cats out there that you know don't have multiple console home like myself yeah so for me i don't really care if assassin's creed 5 is not on the wii u i don't i don't buy it for those games. i don't buy the nintendo product for those games i buy it for nintendo stuff um i've and i look at it for the indie stuff too because it's pretty interesting what they're trying to do there yeah um they were the first i'm surprised nintendo of all people were the first to do the um I'm blanking on it right now. The the, oh, bun- the, the humble bundle. The Nindy. Well, the, and the the humble the, bundle. Um, yeah, the Nindy bundle. Yeah, which uh, featured Guacamelee, which is uh, Toronto developed. But yeah, I was really surprised that they were like the first ones to Yo, like have that. Um, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, that blew my mind. Yeah, <laughs> that Nintendo did it first, and I'm sitting there, and I, because uh, I'm a, a Nintendo affiliate developer, so we had the email a little bit earlier. Right. They're not allowed. To- not allowed to talk about that stuff and then uh i saw it and i'm like holy crap this is happening and then i it was just like why didn't sony do this i was very surprised that sony didn't do this because sony well the sony 3 era was all about yo we got all the games and the indies like yeah i was kind of blown away that nintendo did it first and now that's yeah, it kind of made me think, like, is Nintendo on the pulse of things now? Like, it's kind of cool. So, Yeah, very strange. I picked that up, like, day one. I was I was super, super yeah. pumped. And 
uh, I just now I just own Guacamelee on like four different systems. So there's <laughs> I have it on I have it on my PC and uh, yeah, I bought it on Steam a while back and I, I loved it. It was a great one. Of my yeah, it's probably one of my favorite indie games right now. So let's let's actually talk about like how TorontoGameDevs.com started. Um, sure. I played not without knowing that they're from Toronto. I played Guacamelee from Drinkbox Studios. Um, I played their other game. Uh, Attack of the Blob, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like that one, but I loved Guacamelee. I thought it was... Mm. I thought the flow of it was so good. The level design was so good. The combat. Mm. Loved everything about it. Got the Platinum Trophy. Got all the DLC. Got all that trophies. Yeah. Played it. Loved it. Um, and then I find out, like, six months later that they're Toronto developed. And I was like, oh, mm. damn. Like, what else is Toronto developed? And I started expanding on all these games and games that I had played or read about that were just like kind of created, you know, in our back door, um, yeah. backyard rather. And so yep. I was like, there needs to be a site that, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily promote these things, but kind of bring awareness to like the game dev yep. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of the goal behind it. So Drinkbox, so thank Drinkbox Studios. <laughs> if you ever like the site, you can tweet at them and thank them for it. <laughs> Because um, they're the sole reason Severed uh, is coming out for Vita, and it's one of my like most anticipated games, just because of like who, what the studio is and like what they've mm-hmm. done. Um, I'll probably pick it up on Steam. Well, so sure. so Severed uh, is I think it's only like on Vita. Yeah, but it's probably what's industry wise, we're gonna say year one exclusive on the Vita, no doubt. And then, boom, you'll see it on Sony or so probably PS4 afterwards and then trickle out to Steam. Yeah. It'll be there eventually. And Just on, give it a year or so. And on iPad and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, so actually, that was going to be one of the first things uh, that I had on the notes. Uh, again, this is like our first podcast, so <laughs> not sure about the flow, but that's a good uh, segue. Uh, Sever got delayed. Um, it was supposed to come out for Vita sometime this summer i believe maybe like q let's say q3 mm-hmm. uh i played it at uh, a couple conventions liked it thought it was really cool cool art style but i guess they just needed like a little bit more time to put like that polish mm-hmm. uh you know delays happen everyone's kind of like i don't think uh when a game gets delayed i don't think people are shocked anymore um mm-hmm. it just they just seem to kind of happen they build up steam and then you know it's i'm I wouldn't know, but it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's really hard to develop a game, and so um, all these complications come up. I don't know. Do you, maybe you want to. It's true. Like, and for me, like when it comes uh, an indie studio saying they're going to delay, I actually have I have no cares because I know they're like a small like a they're a smaller team. I'm not sure how big their roster size is right now, but you know it's an indie team. There's bound to be a little bit more hiccups so i give them a little bit more leeway yeah but like you know if it's a triple a studio saying it's delayed it's like come on guys <laughs> come on like <laughs> it's I'd with, be actually it's triple a i always think it's it's marketing something uh they just yeah. want to release during a different time like the famous mm-hmm. the the famous one was when call of duty modern warfare 2 was about to come out and yeah. like that's when call of duty really blew up and like all these games got delayed all these first room shooters got delayed yeah you have and, to uh, sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, when Batman got delayed um, into this year, you know, mm. that was probably, like, 
there was probably like too much competition or something like that. But indie games are kind of in this whole other world when it comes to marketing and things. Well, I still think indie games have to watch um, what they're releasing against, regardless. Like if they're um, going against the AAA game, you have to watch because most likely you're going to get sunk regardless. Um, I think uh, Drinkbox, though, they have a little bit better of a following, like a better clout. Um, yeah, I mean, Guacamelee was huge. a high-tier indie developer studio. They have a very good following, mm-hmm. so they could put out against certain games, but you got to watch, right? Like, you're not going to put your game out when uh, GTA Five drops, right? right? Like, you got to watch. Well, it's, uh, it's funny because I think Fallout 4 and Tomb Raider on, three, on uh, Xbox One come out on the same day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Tomb Raider is going to get delayed by two weeks. <laughs> like, this, why would they? Why would they oh, want? Yeah. Especially since it's only on Xbox One. So either they got to push that thing like the week before, or the week after, or something like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I have full confidence in Drinkbox Studios that yeah. they know what they're doing. That Me the too. game will just be better because of this. Yeah, and if uh, Drinkbox ever wants to come down to Hamilton <laughs> for G- game dev drinks to show off some stuff, you know, and I'm I'm down for them to come down and talk and listen to their story. That's for sure. I'd be interested in that too. Yeah, um, too. <laughs> moving right along, uh, I think I've emailed them. They haven't emailed me back yet, though. So I'm waiting. Maybe maybe they'll hear this podcast and email you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, next up, the actually like the first like exclusive, I guess, for TorontoGameDevs.com. Uh, a lot of times it's been just kind of posting other people's news, news uh, PlayStation Blog, Kotaku, what have you. Um, but I got to uh, interview Tom over at 13AM Games about Runbo. Nice. Uh, a few, when was it? Maybe a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the playtest, um, and I got to play it with uh, with a couple people and just give sort of feedback. And uh, man, that game, I can't wait for it. It's did did you get to play the demo? Oh uh, no, not no, I didn't. I was too busy. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, so, like for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a nine player platformer, like racer sort of thing. Um, and there, the colors play a huge part in that. The whole screen will be like red. And then it'll kind of switch to blue, switch to green. And there will be platforms that will be red, blue, green. And when the screen is red, the red platforms are, like, no longer there. And then the screen mm-hmm. switches to blue, and then they come back. So, like, they use that to kind of make you have to time your jumps and fall into traps and stuff like that. Plus, there's eight other people that you all kind of um, can get punched by and stuff like that. Sort of like how New Super Mario Brothers, like, they're physically there, and you can get, like, like they yeah. get in the way and stuff like that. Similar to that. So... Uh, I got to play, I didn't get to play with nine people, um, but still got to play with a decent amount of people. And it's just, it's it's a crazy, like, party game, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be huge for, like, like in dorms and in, uh, yeah. like, workplaces that set up stuff like that. Like, it's, I, I can't wait for it. So Tom kind of uh, was very kind enough to, you know, say some things about how they have a lot of secret characters in there from other indie games, how that started, mm-hmm. uh, how they got in part of the Nindies at, uh, Nintendies at home demo mm-hmm. thing during E3, uh, as well as just sort of uh, saying that it's, going, it's no official release date yet, but uh, I think it's still quarter three, so yeah, by the end of October. So I'm, yeah, I'm super jazzed about it. We were just talking about how much we like the Wii U and how much Indies are uh, kind of thriving on the system. Mm-hmm. You go online and you, and you know I've I've posted this interview like everywhere I could and 
the comments people were saying kind of on other sites and stuff like that are that they're really excited for this game and they should be i think yeah i actually like the whole concept of it i it, it just looked like a at first i was like is this a rhythm game and then i was like oh this is totally something different like it's it has some unique elements to it so i definitely want to play i want to play with a bunch of people yeah like not nine people uh in a bar playing this on a projector will be wicked so yeah. and they they announced like a single player and like a online multiplayer as well which i think the i was really hoping for i wasn't going to hold them uh you know i wasn't going to hold them accountable i guess to have yeah. online just because of it's an indie game and you mm-hmm. want to taper your expectations sometimes, but when they announced online, I jumped through the roof because I was so I was just like I don't I don't know eight people. <laughs> to, like, yeah, that's true. Um, o- the online mode will actually probably help sales a lot. Yeah. So, just because, yeah, not everybody has eight friends. Yeah, and they uh, they praised Nintendo on their like on their help like marketing the game and stuff like that, and they that game just started off as like a, a kind of a student demo. Um, mm-hmm. And it was at uh, made its made its debut at uh, of oh, I'm forgetting the student sort of showcase gaming showcase um, two years ago, but yeah, it started off as yes, level up. Thank you. So yeah, it started it debuted at like level up, or at least was shown yeah. at level up. And uh, I, yeah, because uh, I know a guy who was competing against them at level up. So oh, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with their with one of his uh, projects. It wasn't so. uh, it wasn't this year's level up. It was last year. No, it was program. like a, yeah, it was a couple years ago he was saying or last year yeah so i mean that uh i mean i've posted a lot about the game a lot of the the interview trailers they've started blogging again as well because they they uh just um sent the game in for certification i guess which yep. is sort of the now it's nintendo's hands to make sure everything like is good um yep so they're in the final stretch of, stretch of this game and uh you know i'm really excited for them because it's 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 a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to playing it. I'll probably be picking it up. Yeah, well, I'm really curious as to how long it'll be an exclusive on the Wii U. But see, I was I was thinking that, and like, I don't know how the nine players would work with other stuff. Like, it has online, right? But yeah, like it could work for PC for sure because of online. Yeah, but the nine player part, I don't know. The there's also like a gamepad mode where like one person is kind of touch using the touch screen to kind of mm. you know cause shit and yeah. uh there's eight players who are like running so you it's kind of competing so it's definitely like built for wii u mm-hmm. um you know i i it'd be awesome to see that game like spread to other consoles and mm-hmm. be everywhere else but uh yeah I'm, I'm i mean i'm super pumped for it it's uh and they're they're really cool guys i got to meet them they're they're really passionate about this game i think it's going to I think it's going to kick ass, to be honest. It'll be another strong indie showing from Toronto, really. Exactly. Yeah. And like that's what I just keep looking at. I'm like, I feel like Toronto's just been really picking up the steam lately. Yeah. Good. I mean, so. when I started this, I I was like, okay, there's Drinkbox Studios, there's uh, Capybara Games, there's mm-hmm. a Ubisoft um, studio here. Yep. And that's like all I knew coming in. And mm-hmm. uh, if you go to torontogamedevs.com right now and go to studios page, there's like 60 just in yeah. Toronto. Yeah. And there's some individuals. And then there's, I think I have maybe like 20 or so from surrounding areas mm-hmm. such as yourself and, you know, uh, Pixel, Pixel Knots out in St. Catharines and other places. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, like uh, 
when I was going to Toronto, like I, I went to school in Toronto for game design, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was like uh, 2006, and it was like nothing out there. Right. It was dead. Like it was quite interesting, but like we had uh, the IGDA events, mm-hmm. um, and they were always going on. Obviously, um, I don't think they do too much nowadays. They do some things. I haven't been out to one in a while. Um, I think they're yeah. I think they're still around doing stuff, but. I think they do it mostly like more like not as frequent as they used to. So every six, every like four months, it seems to do something. But then uh, out of the blue, like Ubisoft came to town, mm-hmm. and then things just started kind of picking up slowly there. And now it's just like bam. Yeah, so, think- yeah. Capybara has always been there, though. That's one thing I should point out. Uh, they were small, like to me. I like obviously when I was a student. I'm like, yeah, Capybara, who cares? There's just small little guys, right? Like, in 2006, no one really cared about indie studios. Let's yeah. just put this on the record. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, we all cared about the AAA studios. So when we're coming out of school, we're like, yo, we're going to go work for Ubisoft or we're going to work for EA. The idea of working for a company like Capybara or even Gameloft at the time was like, no, screw that. I want to work for the AAAs, right? Mm. So now, uh, fast forward, like... 10 years now and it's like it's totally changed the whole like the whole thing has changed the whole scene's changed and it's awesome yeah I think, like, it, I think it was good timing with Ubisoft coming to town um, mm-hmm. and then also just indie games like uh, mm-hmm. just kind of blowing up like yeah and just be, like you said like people it, it's it's not easy to make the game, but it's easy to start making mm-hmm. the game. Like it does. Like now, the developer kits for PS4 and Wii U are are free, aren't they? Or uh, Wii U is not free yet. The developer kit or the actual like registering as a developer. The reg- everyone can register for free with Nintendo, but to get an actual dev kit, you I can't say how much, but you you have to pay for sure. So I mean, it's it's definitely a lot easier than it was back in the day. So oh yeah, but like. Uh, aside from Nintendo, right? There's still um, like Xbox and Sony, and those are free dev, dev kits, right? right? And like, it's kind of funny. Like, if I was a child, <laughs> a kid today, or in my teens, because like, when I was a like when I was in college, all I wanted to do was make games, and it's like we didn't have that back then, and that's like the '90s, right? Mm. And now, if I see a kid who says I want to make games and they're not making games, I'm like, come on. It, everything is there for you. Like it's all there now. Yeah. Like just make it. Make something. Uh, it's it's a hell of a time to be alive, right? Like <laughs> you can make anything now. What a world we live in. Exactly, and it's awesome. It uh, really is. So so yeah, Runbo, be excited for it. Um, I day one for me. I I can't wait. Um, the other thing, any any final thoughts on Runbo? I will be buying it for sure. Beautiful. Just for uh, just another game to play on my Wii U. Yeah. So, the, the, uh, actually, as an aside, the best part of Wii U is that I can watch baseball while also playing Wii U. Aren't they getting rid of the TV support? Oh no, really? Yeah, I think I just read something about them getting rid of the TV support. No, I meant more so that you can play on the gamepad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That's I can play fun. Mario on the gamepad and then just like have the, the Wii U on, mm. but my TV's turned to the Blue Jays. So. Oh man. If we could have a moment to just talk about that, that's like my favorite feature. Yeah, <laughs> I that's how I played Shovel Knight. I just had like other stuff going on the TV, and I just played Shovel Knight on my Wii Pad, and I beat that game in like five hours. But it was still awesome. Yeah, 
And I actually, yeah, that's how I prefer to play Mario Kart. I, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I just like holding it there. I don't know why. So It's just like so easy. <laughs> yeah, it's just so nice to play it. I played like, yeah, I play pretty much all the games that I own for it on that thing. Yeah. It's just too good. <clears throat> um, okay, moving on. Uh, M++ launched uh, for the, on PS4. This is uh, from MetaNet Software. Um, team of three, uh, just like kind of two, I guess, planners slash artists slash game designers and then a programmer. Um, I played N back in the day, like 10 years ago, as a Flash game. On... Yeah, I was going to say, didn't that, it's the, that game started off as a Flash game. Yeah. I played it at uh, uh, what's what was it like Newgrounds? That was yeah. yeah. I played on Newgrounds way back in the day. No idea that it was created in Toronto. It wasn't living in Toronto at the time, but mm-hmm. um, and basically, for those who are not familiar with it, you're it's like a you're like a ninja platform. It's like a ninja platformer, I guess. Like it's all yeah. about momentum and uh, and speed and and uh, it's kind of like little. You're not like always moving left or right like in a traditional platformer. You kind of have these sort of uh, little like challenge maps, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of shit in those maps that will kill you and you will die over and over and over again. Yep. Um, and so they released, so the N was the flash game and then N plus came out and we were kind of talking about the starting days of the indie mm-hmm. scene. I think N plus was like one of those like first people. Yeah. Um, they came out on 360 like way back in the day. And I'm sure I, I, didn't pay much attention to the game back in the day because I didn't have a 360, but I'm sure mm-hmm. their biggest challenge was, like, why would I pay for a Flash game? Yeah. Um, but then that game ended up being on, like, 360, uh, DS, and PSP, and, uh, like, you know, found kind of its audience, and then they decided to do N++ mm-hmm. for PS4, and it's just 10 years of just what they've learned and yeah. uh, just how nicely that game flows and just the level designs in it. Um there's a lot packed into that game, and uh, we were kind of we were kind of talking before the show about like how they're going to do DLC. So basically, what they'll be doing is the game is like twenty bucks. Um, mm-hmm. They don't want to like do sales that often because because of the character or the level editor and yeah. all that stuff. The cost per player is kind of high, so they're mm-hmm. going to be doing DLC. But if you buy the game, DLC is free, mm-hmm. and then actually when the game when the DLC and expansion, I guess, comes out, they you know the price is going to go up with it. Yeah, which is fine. I like. I kind of question it because like I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, how much DLC will they do, and will it push them out of a certain price point? Like, say they like each DLC is another five bucks. Eventually, that game's going to be like, I'm not paying sixty bucks for this game, but it also depends on how much they put into the DLC, obviously, but. I, I like it because it's just like Minecraft. Like, get in early and you know you get a cheaper price so. for sure. And I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this posted like a few times of this sort of like, like the people who buy it early mm-hmm. then kind of get screwed over when the game goes on sale. So like yeah. their biggest fans, quote unquote, the people who bought it, you know, mm-hmm. early, um, they play the game and and they give them their feedback and then the DLC is kind of based off that feedback and then mm-hmm. it goes on sale for fifty like fifty percent off and. Yeah new people kind of come in. So this is, I've seen this kind of come with other games where they say like, we're not going to do sales. Uh, mm. The cheapest the game will ever be is like when we first put it up for sale. So like yeah. when, when they first announced a release date, 
it had a PS Plus uh, sale. It was eighteen dollars. That's when I picked it up. Mm-hmm. Now it's twenty bucks, and then you know they haven't announced anything yet, um, mm-hmm. and everything. Honestly, anything can change, but <clears throat> it sounds like the price is going to go up whenever they add like all these new features. So yeah, which is cool. Like it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Really, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's not a lot of. I don't think there's a lot of. Case, you mentioned Minecraft, but there's not a lot of other cases that kind of do that sort of stuff. Although mm-hmm. the early access stuff is big on Steam, isn't it? Yeah, but it's also getting a lot of backlash too. So. Because Any, anything new would be best. Like new practices is always a good idea, right? So, and not that N plus plus is an early access. It is like a complete game. There's yeah. a lot in there. There's a platinum trophy. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot there. I haven't even touched the level editor, um, but the amount of levels. I think there's like twenty eight hundred or yeah twenty eight hundred levels like handcrafted. Nice. Um, I. Like I love handcrafted levels, so I'm because I make levels, so I love watching that. Like I can't wait to play it, but I won't be getting it. That's the thing. It's on a PS4. Kind of sucks. Yeah, like, it's like uh, I gotta get a PS4, and I'm, I'm I'll be honest. Indie games don't sell systems for me, so I'm waiting for some big system sellers before I get a PS4. Ugh, no, I know. no, that's uh, totally valid. I'm not sure why they went with PS4 to like begin with. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I wonder because, like, when I think level editor, I think we game we gamepad would be perfect for it. So, makes me question that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or the PC, even like, especially because the N Plus mm-hmm. was originally on 360. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think that, and I don't think it ever made it to PS3. Um, it was on PSP, but you know, you would yeah. think that the the audience console audience that's most aware of the game is the Microsoft audience, but... Yeah, wasn't N Plus on on a Game Boy also? Uh, I think it was on DS, yeah. I, I kind of want to look this up, because I thought that's where I remember seeing it before. Oh, it was. Sweet. Yeah. So they could have done a 3DS version? That'd be sweet, too. Yeah, I mean, who knows what will happen. Yep. Um, like I said, they're kind of a small team, so we'll see mm-hmm. what they're thinking. Yeah, I, I, hope the, I hope the game does well for them. Like, I hope they get their sales out of it. So that's what I always hope for that for the indie guys. I I, I hope they make their money. Yeah. So. I mean, you always want to see more. So yeah. of the games that you love, um, it it's it's a solid game. Like, <clears throat> I'm not usually one to play hard games mm-hmm. that you uh, that you really have to kind of like master a particular level and then just kind yeah. of move on, but you know, I'm not super far in M plus plus, but it's definitely like gained a hold of me, and mm-hmm. uh, it's I, I the some of the developers are kind of tweeting about how like you know this person started and didn't know what N was like two days ago, and now they're like mastering levels. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the levels to get like 100 percent are just insane. I look at them and I'm like, I'm never going to do this. Uh, nice. And usually when that happens in games, like you know a week later you're you're clearing it. So yeah. I think I'll pick it up. Like if I like, I'm not getting a PS4 until Dragon Warrior, so I have a little bit of ways before oh, I pick that up. That's uh, wasn't that was just announced, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So you got a while for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a I'm a, a huge Dragon Warrior fan, so I can't wait. And that's probably the system seller for me. So then I'll probably get M plus plus later, and it'll probably be like fifty bucks yeah. all the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. You can uh, you can set up a PlayStation account right now and just buy it. 
And yeah, that's a good point. And then you'll have it. Yeah, I'm sure they'll announce it too. And it's definitely, it's definitely like an interesting model. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see how it like pans out. And I hope it like pans out well for them because yeah, I like sometimes like you want to make sure that you treat your early adopters good, mm-hmm. so they get in at the cheapest price, and they get all the free con- like all the content too. It's very hard. It's it's such a hard balance. Yeah. So no, sure. I hope it's I hope it works out. Same. Um, so I, I, uh, one thing with the site is I don't want to do reviews for it. A, I'm not really much of like a writer. Um, <laughs> if you've read the site, you probably realize that, but <clears throat> I, I'm just also not in a position really, I think to like actively mm-hmm. critique games and it's not, uh, it's not my say to kind of like poo poo on someone else's work. So yeah, I agree with you. While I'm not going to like give M plus like a score, uh, I would highly recommend checking it out and downloading it mm-hmm. because it's it's definitely like a, there's a definitely a lot of heart and soul like pumped in the game, and you can see that like when you play it. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully, we got more more good stuff to talk about it as time goes on. Hopefully, the it's like DLC and all this stuff works out well for them. So I agree. For me, I just hope you know that they make their money. And that they can grow, like grow the team, make more cool stuff. You know, that's how I always look at it. Yeah. They also said it's going to be the last end game, so who knows what they do after uh, this? Too. Never say never. That's what I always say. That's true. In the trailer, they say it's it's going to be the it, last. They one. could always come out with like N plus squared or something like that, and just keep going with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Uh, so the other thing as well is uh, the castle game launches on PS4 next week. Um, this is, I think it's like, it's like a two, um, like a two person team launches on PS4 August 4th. It's like a kind of a 3d tower defense game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check out the trailer and screenshots on charmagamedevs.com. Um, yeah, I'm doing that right now. Actually, <laughs> Perfect. I haven't even heard of this game yet. And I'm kind of surprised by that. To be honest, it snuck up on me too. I, how did I see it? I, I think it just came up on my Twitter feed and I was like, Oh, oh what's man. this? This looks like Rampart. What's up with that? Oh, I don't know what Rampart is. What? This is like Rampart. What's Rampart? So, uh, <laughs> now, now I'm the old man here, I see. So, Rampart was an old school uh, arcade game. Okay. Um, it was played with a trackball and uh, two buttons, flipping and pushing, putting it down. So, pretty much the, the wall pieces were like Tetris. So you'd flip them around, get them in a spot, and make a castle wall, and then you put your towers down, and that's kind of looks like the similar mechanic here. Oh yeah, it. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks pretty cool. Um, I would play this this uh, new Rampart type game. Hopefully, if they're listening, don't don't shit on me because <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm noticing it looks like Rampart. Hopefully, you guys were inspired by it. That's always good. Let me. It looks cool. Keep uh, yeah. keep keep talking. I'm looking up some stuff. Sorry, I'm just watching the trailer. I think I would definitely. Is this only on PlayStation Four? Yeah, I believe so. I think it, actually it's coming to Wii U. Um, oh yeah, now we're talking. Not not next week. Uh, it's I, okay as I, long as it comes. I reached out to them actually, so hopefully we'll have. And that might have been one of the questions I asked. So hopefully we uh, we'll have a little Wait. bit firmer okay. date on that. Are you doing an interview with these guys? Yeah. So spoilers. Um, uh oh. 
No, it's totally fine. Uh, That's fine. The Spoilers. Ne- no, because this is good because I also want to pimp out the Patreon, and to do that, I would have to yep. pimp out the exclusives. So I emailed them um, to do an interview, emailed them some questions about you know this game, uh, the Wii U version, what's like developing the game in Toronto, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when So that will go up when, uh, when it's good and ready. Patreon Sweet. contributors, if they contribute up to three, uh, at least three bucks, They'll get it 20, uh, 48 hours uh, in advance, just like they got with the Runbo um, interview. So, so I will maybe I'll include Rampart in that as well, because <laughs> I didn't know about that before just now. It's a good thing I know my video games. Your old, <laughs> old video games. Yo, I used to play that game a lot in the arcades when I was a little kid. Like that was one of my jams. So, and I wasn't really that good at it, but uh, I love that game. I miss arcades. Uh, yeah, Toronto used to have a really good arcade uh, back in the 90s. Uh, shoot, where was that? Oh, man. There was one university, and it was dope. If it was, if That's the street I'm thinking it was on. I think it was. Uh, well, I didn't go to Toronto a lot when I was a kid, but there was a really dope arcade there that I used to go to as a kid, yeah. and I miss it. And Hamilton, oh, man, Hamilton had two of the best arcades ever downtown called the casino in the palace and uh you know i used to my mom used to take me there when i was a child you weren't allowed to really go into these ones um because gangs and all that jazz but <laughs> what, really yeah there was a lot of weird stuff going on down there video but, uh, video game arcade games yeah man it was a, it was a crazy time back then that's like uh that's taking the like sega the genesis versus super nintendo to a whole new level yep <laughs> yep so I used to go and play uh, like original Street Fighter or Fighting Street, whatever, and uh, they had like a little milk cart, milk crate for me because I couldn't reach the controls. So I'd just be down there playing games. Nice. Um, yeah, I miss the arcade so much. Me too. I, I grew up in a pretty small town, but we still had an arcade in our mall, and uh, there was like X Men, like the X Men one, and the Teenage yep. Mutant Turtles, and there was a racing one, and some fighting games, and Simpsons. Oh yeah, and. Those games were just so dope, and then it's funny because they released like the Simpsons game to PS3, mm-hmm. and uh, you just kind of play, and you're like, sort of similar to what we talked about with Goldeneye. Um, yeah, we're like, what? Why did I? How did I play this game? Yeah. Like, you just mash buttons, and they're so obviously meant to just like kill you, so you yeah. have to like pump in more quarters. Yep, it was really good at monetization. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, I was trying to find them while we were talking, but there's a group who's trying to set up like a gaming bar in Toronto. Um, if you guys are listening, I'm sorry, I can't like find you. I remember uh, reading about it. Uh, I forget what it's called too. Yeah, um, next, drawing a blank. Next, next, po- next podcast, I'll actually do a legit shout out to them. Mm. East, there's an esports bar coming up. Um, so. Yeah, so the, I'll. Where where are we? Castle game, amateur mm-hmm. out. Um, so, I should uh, ask these ca- the guys who make Castle to come on down to the game dev drinks. There you go. <laughs> you just keep interviewing them, and then I'll talk. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally fine. So um, yeah, the, their game releases August fourth. It looks pretty sweet. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Uh, they were kind. They were super kind enough to. Uh, give me some codes for uh, giveaways. Actually, uh, one of them has already been given away to a patron. Um, 
contributor, and nice. the other ones will be given away over Twitter or something like that. So uh, I'll be doing that uh, when it when it releases sometime next week, so you can look forward to that. But the easiest way to get one is to become a patron of TorontoGameDevs.com. Uh, That's good. Just like, oh crap, I had it open and then I closed it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give some shout-outs here. Working out the kinks still, guys. Still working out the kinks. <laughs> Just like EM uh, Angel, sorry for mispronouncing that. He does some art stuff too. He he actually helps out a lot of creators. Uh, Eric over in Kitchener and Stephen and Brian up in uh, up in Barry. Uh, not sure if they these these are kind of game devs. I'm not sure if I should say their studio because they probably don't want to be like affiliated as like as uh, advertising. I'm just giving my shout out to them. Thank mm-hmm. you uh, on the podcast and. Uh, Thanks for thanks for helping out because writing a website is uh, a lot of money and a lot of time. <laughs> so yes, yes, it is. If I can break even on the things I have to buy for it, that would that would be awesome. Much like this recording podcast software that we might have to buy. <laughs> I hope everything works. Yeah, it's still recording. We're still <laughs> okay, good. That's good because like I, it, this was actually really well. So I felt we we got some good stuff there. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, that's sort of the the end of the kind of stuff I wanted to talk about. Um, is there is there anything you want to kind of sign off with? Uh, you want to mention maybe just game dev drinks. You want to explain? You want to just kind of you mentioned it a little couple times. You want to just kind of explain a little bit? Oh uh, yeah, so game dev drinks is uh, just a, an event I run in Hamilton uh, at the uh, Pheasant Plucker. Um, easy to find it online. Um, so we rent out. Well, we use the second floor. Um, it's pretty big space, so we can at least fit thirty to fifty people up there. Um, I invite people, uh, not people, but game studios and developers to come and talk about their experiences of being an indie game developer. Um, I'll even take a AAA guy to come in if they want to talk about AAA stuff. That'd be cool too. But we majority, majority, <laughs> can't even say the word today. We mainly focus on, <laughs> I'm not even going to waste my time saying it again. So we mainly focus on the indie studios. Um, and like the real purpose is to try and get knowledge into Hamilton because Hamilton's uh, game development scene is very small and I kind of want to see it grow and I figure having more people talk about their experiences and just kind of show like, hey, we, we did it, this is how we did it, you can, you can do it too kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the purpose of doing this. Um, so we do it once a month, usually the third week of the month. Um, you can get tickets on Eventbrite. Just look for Game Dev Drinks. Um, this I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out too. Yeah, obviously. Um, and let me just find this one. So I, sometimes I forget how to pronounce her name. So you had uh, you had uh, the Loud on Planet X guys, I believe. Yeah. So I had uh, yeah. This this month was. Or, I mean, I guess we're in August now. So, uh, for July, we had uh, Alex Jansen, from, who's behind uh, Loud on Planet X. Uh, he came down and did a little talk about uh, himself and what he's made and what uh, trials and tribulations that he's gone through to make games. Um, it actually, it was a really cool, cool like, sit-down talk with him. Um, I wish more, like we had a lot of people show up too, about 25 to 30 people showed up and it was like really interesting on how he went from one medium into the game medium because he's actually into, he was into film and stuff mm-hmm. um, and then he transitioned over to uh, games and he made a really cool game, uh, I think it was called Pipeline Trouble, Pipe, 
pipe trouble, something like that. And it was something that blew up for him. And then he was using the medium of video games to kind of get a message out there. It was really cool. It was a good talk. Nice. Um, and then he showed us uh, Loud on Planet X, and he talked about uh, the music side of things and getting that in Kickstarter. So it was really good. Um, prior to that, we had Pixel Knots. They came out in, that would be June? Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so they kicked it off for us. Uh, so they came out and talked about Lost Orbit, and they also talked about uh, Pixel Knots and it, like how they came about. And uh, like they just started from Silicon Knights when it c- collapsed. Yeah. And they started their company, and they've been kicking it ever since then. They're still going strong. So, And they released Lost Orbit on PS4, which you guys can all pick up. Yep. So, it's awesome. on the Vita also, right? Uh, no, it's on Steam, though. I don't think it's on Vita. No, I don't know if it's on Vita. But it's on PS4. It's also on Steam, so I would recommend picking that up. And uh, to fast forward to August 19th, um, 7 p.m., we are going to have Axon Interactive come out and talk about their indie game called Quench. And uh, I actually just I met them at uh, Con Bravo. They were sharing the same row as me, so they were like two two booths down. And I went and talked to them, and we hit it off. And they're going to come down and talk about their game and how they came to be. So awesome! Get tickets, come on out. <clears throat> cool, and it's a free event, right? Oh, it's always going to be free. Yeah. Um, awesome. Okay. Uh, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, no, it's, it was cool. I think we're going to, hopefully we do more. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> <laughs> we definitely will. We'll iron out the kinks as well. Although I don't think there's any kinks, but I'll... Not I'll, really. Sometimes you might just have to stop me from rambling, because if I get going, I get going. No, it's, uh, it's totally It just fun. happens. We can, I love, we'll, I do, love. we'll do some podcasts about our love for Nintendo as well. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, that would be a long conversation. Uh, new Smash Brothers DLC coming out, by the way. Um, yeah, with the the old N sixty four maps. Yeah, it? and stages like Tales of Symphonia, like costumes. I'm just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah so- they're go- it's going crazy now. I'm just like, yes, keep doing that. Yeah, uh, it's going to be like a four hundred dollar game by the end of, by the end of it. I haven't even bought the new DLC. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I I started only wanting to get Ryu, and then I had to get a stage. And then I was just like, ah, screw it. I just got everything. So um, I feel like it's just something you just need to keep doing. I don't know. Hopefully well, Nintendo feels that. Hopefully Nintendo, that works out for them. I kind of, I'm sitting there and I'm like, why didn't they release a fucking season pass? Like, uh, Yeah, I don't know. This is like a genius. I would be all over the senior, senior season pass, all over it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. This is, uh, that's a different conversation because... Yeah. Yeah, I can go on all day about that. <laughs> all right, we'll end it there. Um, make sure to check out the site, TorontoGameDose.com, uh, the Patreon as well, uh, and we'll try to... Do- Actually, let's not put the official. Let's not put the schedule on this. We'll we'll get we'll do another one when we can. <laughs> yeah, let's not commit yet. We still have, we have things to work out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Bye. See you guys.